Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast for cozy introverts. We're your hosts, Megan Myers. And Steffi Predmore. This week's topic, holiday gifting and supply chains. Hi, hi. Hey, Steffi. How's it going this week? Well, I have two things to say. One is that my husband has been into making hot sauce lately. Mm, yes. Um, I can't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast or not. We have talked about have his talked hot about sauce obsession, I believe. His hot sauce collection. Yeah. yeah. So he has quite the collection of hot sauce. He has like over 50 kinds of hot sauce. Like, I'm not shitting you. That is not an exaggeration. That's an actual number. Takes up an entire cabinet. It's fine. And so now he's been into making hot sauce, and he is currently making some jalapeno hot sauce, and the back stairwell that leads, like, down to the kitchen smells very spicy right now. (laughs) Did he, like, roast some stuff up, or is it just, like, the fermentation? He was fermenting it, and then to the last one he fermented no problem, and then... This one, it was fine this morning, and then he checked on it tonight, and it was like, there was like a little spot of mold on it, so then he Hmm. had to do some quick research, like, can I salvage this? And I think the answer was yes, but he has to like, he had to like process it like immediately, so it didn't ferment Hmm. as long as it was supposed to, and he's changed up his plan, and I don't really know what he's doing, but there's a lot of blending happening, and I can smell spicy things coming up the stairwell. <laughs> Had the dogs so afraid? That's uh, Anya is in the bedroom, just like, I'm just going to stay away from the blender. Royce is, <laughs> Royce gives no shits because he never, ever does. God bless that dog. Um, the second thing I was going to say is that, so. Eden is at that like mimicking age, which is so cute. And Cora does this very weird flat sort of like meow, like meow. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> whenever she does it around Eden, like she'll do her like meow. And then Eden looks at her and she'll go, ah. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god, are you trying to mimic what the noise the cat makes? <laughs> like, amazing. Are you? And then Cora will like, because sometimes if you like kind of squeeze Cora's back, she'll do it, and mm-hmm. so we'll like squeeze her back. She'll go, Mah. <laughs> the baby will go, ah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the fucking cutest thing. She was doing it tonight while she was eating dinner, and Alex was like messing with the cat, and I was like peeing my pants laughing it was so cute it's like well this is it reminds me of how when our niece was little she's eight now but when she was really little my in-laws taught her that birds say (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of what it reminds me of like i don't think this child is gonna know that cats say meow i think she's gonna think they say ah (laughs) well i do think it's interesting that i you know I don't know if it was like this when you were taking Spanish classes, but you, when you l- learn another language, they tell you that the animals like make a different noise. They do. And I'm like, but do they speak a different language? Like do French cats say different words than American cats? Yes. It's because I have a little, I have some little Spanish 
like books for her like baby books and one of them is animals and instead of having the name of the animal it has the sound the animal makes and yeah some of them are different like some of them are the same but just like spelled the way you it would be in spanish Mm -hmm. but yeah some of them are just straight up different sounds and i'm like that is so weird to me (laughs) (laughs) what so yeah, it's so it's that's always been very funny to me. But yeah, what's new with you? Uh, uh not really a whole lot actually. That's good. There, uh, I uh, my mind went completely blank just now. Uh- <laughs> that happens more often than you would expect. It is true. I've been uh, doing some stuff in the kitchen lately, which I. Have been get, had been getting out of a groove on, and it feels really nice. Yeah. It's not always going well. Um, today well, was not, like, a good recipe day, but that's fine. It's, you learn. Yeah, we all have hit and miss recipe days. I, I remember one time I was working on, like, a dinner roll recipe, and it kept flopping, and I couldn't figure out what the hell was going wrong. And then I realized, like... I was just like straight up not including an entire ingredient. <laughs> it was like it was like water or something too. It like wasn't even like the dough was still okay, but then it wouldn't work when it like it wouldn't rise and it wasn't baking. And I was getting really frustrated. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, oh, you dummy! You basically forgot to put like the flour in your cookies. What is happening? Whoops. Yeah. So we all have those days. Those yeah. days are the days where I just like I'm like you know what I have to stop. I have to stop because if I keep going, I'm just going to get more angry and waste ingredients. Maybe I'll go do something else. Yeah. The good thing is that I realized like why it was wrong and it wasn't just like the times that I cry over pie crust because it's just not coming together. Yes. So it was much better than that. And also last week I made a bundt cake and it came out of the pan perfectly. (sighs) And if anyone out there is a aficionado of bundt cakes... It was like it was. You know, it can like, be a tense moment. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even just like a standard bunk cake either. It was like one of those twisty twirly ones. It was like a pretty one. Yeah. So I was very impressed with the bunk cake. I was very very happy, and also my friend was very impressed with the how the Instagram story turned out because yes. <laughs> I decided to record me taking the cake out of the pan just in case it turned out. That's some foresight. I just want to applaud you for having the foresight to <laughs> even think of that. Because I never think about it until, like, later. And I'm like, could I, should I, was, I reenact it? <laughs> I was like, content. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually doing content. Like but a blogger. the way that Instagram broke it up, because I just did it in the regular video app, which you should always do because it it shows it the right orientation. Yeah, that's true. Um, but when I put it in Instagram stories, Instagram broke it into two stories and it broke it right at the part like right before it like came out of the pan oh uh-huh so, so it was like, was, like one story and then you had to wait till the next one to see it come out and it was like perfect timing and i was very impressed <laughs> suspense yeah what's gonna happen next ah yeah uh, good. yeah so great at least i had that you know what you got that go you, that'll that can carry you for at least two weeks i feel like it could and then like you know we have thanksgiving in two weeks so yeah we do mm-hmm. you guys we are doing thanksgiving together this year i know last year we did an entire episode on thanksgiving and um 
this year, now that we live in the same town, we are having a little quarantine Thanksgiving together. Um, so, and I, I told Alex, I was like, we finally found our people because you messaged me and you were like, do you have a spreadsheet or document for Thanksgiving <laughs> menu planning yet? And I was like, my God, you are my people. Because <laughs> no one else understands my obsessive menu planning and why this is like the most important meal of the year. So I'm very excited to have a partner in crime who gets it. It's important. It's very important stuff. So. Also, because we live so close to each other, we can use both of our stoves and ovens. Yeah. And I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I can just like make Bob tote things to your house while perfect. I'm still cooking. It's perfect. <laughs> it's excellent. And then the boys can come over and snack on charcuterie and you can be like, get out of my kitchen. Bye. Get out of my house. Leave me alone. Well, I can just throw them in the basement and they won't care, but... That's true. <laughs> Either way. It's going to be a good way. day. I'm excited. I know. I'm excited, too. So, holidays are coming up. You know, we've got Thanksgiving and, well, I guess by the time this goes live, it'll be like a week. It'll yeah. Be a week until Thanksgiving week. Um, but as we record this, we've got a couple weeks until the week of Thanksgiving and then Christmas is right around the corner. And so we wanted to talk about holiday gifts, but we know that with COVID, things are looking a bit different on that front and the way that we're shopping and who we're seeing and what we're buying. And we're all about buying from small businesses anyway. We talk about it all the time. But we wanted to take a look at something that comes into play a little bit more during the busy shopping season and that Megan knows a freakish amount about supply chains. I don't know a freakish amount about it, but... You Please stay with us. Interest I, in it. <laughs> it's not going to be super, super boring. It, it'll, you'll, you'll learn something. We're not going to go on forever about supply chains. I promise. promise. <laughs> it'll just be a, an overview. Just important things that you should know. Yeah. I think it's important everybody knows about where the stuff that they're buying comes from. Right. Because I don't actually... On some we, level. Well, and I don't think we think about that, right? No. Like, when we're ordering from Amazon, it peers right like if we go to the store and we buy something we're like well that came from kroger cool <laughs> like we don't really think about how it gets to that place and how it gets from that place to us etc right. etc so i think that is important to think about especially around the holidays when we're doing more shopping and things are a little crazier and we have an opportunity to be mindful with our dollars. Yeah, so, especially this year when like every dollar you spend is even more important. So much more important. So let's first discuss what a supply chain actually is. Okay. Because I think people hear that word and they're just like, uh. Um, <laughs> but an easy example is to look at the food system. Mm-hmm. So you and I both get a CSA share community-supported agriculture from uh, from the same farm, actually. Mm-hmm. And so basically that is a link on the supply chain. Okay. The link between us and the farmer because we get it directly from the farmer. But if you go get your apples from Kroger, mm-hmm. then that apple comes from Kroger's distribution center and the distribution center maybe gets it right from the farm. And that's two more links basically so and then each each link in the supply chain adds on 
more costs, there's more people involved, it adds on fuel and air pollution, basically, and, like, every single step of the way adds on more and more inherent costs, basically. This Um, is a very six degrees of Kevin Bacon situation. Right. I don't know, like, are you old enough to know about the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? I am old enough to know about the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Okay. I was not sure. For anyone out there that might not be old enough... (laughs) It actually, because it came out in, like, the mid-90s, and it was a huge deal. Uh, But basically, it was the idea that, like, every actor is within six degrees of Kevin Bacon, because they're all in movies together. And so my theater director, actually, is only, like, two degrees away from Kevin Bacon. Because he was an extra in Braveheart, and then, like, Braveheart, or then Mel Gibson was in a movie... With Julia Roberts, and Julia Roberts is in movies with Kevin Bacon, so anyway. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's kind of like that, but with, like, products. Yeah, <laughs> if that there makes sense. There you go. It sure does. Um, but anyway, you might remember, like, earlier this year, everyone absolutely lost their minds trying to buy toilet paper and sanitary wipes and flour, and it wasn't necessarily that these things were just completely not available, but it was because of the supply chain. Like, the stores ran out, Mm -hmm. so they had to go back to the distribution centers, but because the distribution centers were so busy sending them out to all the stores, they ran out. So they had to go back to the manufacturers to get it. So it was really difficult to get the products and the pieces of the products where they needed to go. So, like, when we had... Uh, Kim on, she used to work at Target and the uh, denim line, and she used to go on these like uh, supply sourcing trips, which took her to places uh, like I think she went to Taiwan once. She's been to Egypt. She's been all these amazing places because of her job. Mm-hmm. Because as it turns out, like you need all these parts to make a pair of jeans. Yeah. So products are not made. Like you go to Target, Target sells their own brands of jeans, but they don't like grow their own cotton right. to make jeans. Like right. the cotton comes from Egypt and then the zippers come from the zipper factory in Japan. And then the dye for the jeans comes from some other place. Right. And the and, thread and the rivets. And yeah. The and all of those pieces need to be at, the place at the same time to be able to make the jeans to ship to the stores mm-hmm. and so the problem comes is that when you are trying to source all these materials you don't want to have too many of those materials because if you have too many of like zippers mm-hmm. then you just have a bunch of zippers while you're waiting for cotton sure and what do you do with all those zippers mm-hmm. like do you I don't so, know. So not really a lot of things you can do with zippers besides... Right. <laughs> Especially because, like, jean zip. zippers are, are pretty specific. Like, you right. can't use jean zippers on another product, necessarily. Right. So while you're waiting for your cotton to come in to use your jeans, something could happen to make people's interest in jeans go down, like a, a pandemic where we all are stuck at home and decide jeans suck. And that zippers are the worst thing ever. <laughs> So then you have all these extra zippers, but there's some company out there who 
maybe makes lounge pants with zippered pockets who doesn't have zippers. Right. And so there's this crazy, like, supply chain problem where the wrong people have the things, basically. Right. And I realize, like, I just talked about zippers a lot. <laughs> so many zippers. Drinking every time you said zippers. They are either very drunk or very hydrated, depending on what they It is drinking. a word that has now lost all meaning. Zippers. <laughs> but the point is, is that products all inherently have these issues to go along with them. Right. If you have an iPhone or a MacBook or any computer, basically, like, those products that are inside of your computer come from, like, I don't know, 50 different places. Right. It's crazy. So I feel like talking about supply chains makes you automatically go to thinking about Amazon. Yeah, I think that that's... Because I think that that's... um one of the bigger supply chain issues, right? But we're one of the biggest places where we can talk about supply chains and also one of the places where people do a lot of holiday shopping. Yeah, I think it's interesting actually because so Amazon has actually like created their own supply chain system. Which is wild. Yeah, so they... I mean, they have to still get the products into their warehouses, but they have built this crazy, incredible network of distribution centers all Mm -hmm. over the country so that people can get their two-day prime delivery and not Mm -hmm. be cranky Mm because Americans have demands. Yes. And they want it now. (laughs) First world problems. (laughs) Right. When we moved away uh, from Texas, actually, they were building a enormous... Uh, warehouse from like you could see it from our house oh really yeah because well there's like empty fields between like our house Uh and where they were building this but you could see it in the distance and i was like cool i could see a big warehouse but they build them all over the place and that's what enables them to be able to ship all those things quickly and efficiently because they have their own delivery truck drivers Mm -hmm. they have all these things so the companies send their products directly to Amazon so they don't have to deal with it. And actually, a lot of small businesses use Amazon for this, too, mm-hmm. which I was surprised by. Um, I recently ordered some new photo backdrops from a small business, mm-hmm. and she has them all shipped through Amazon. She's like, all of my sales go through Amazon. And she it's easier for her as a small business. But on the other hand, so I ordered... <laughs> I ordered three backdrops. They're all very large but lightweight backdrops. And because of the way Amazon does their warehousing and packaging, they ship them all separately Mm -hmm. in enormous (laughs) boxes. Cool. (laughs) And they all arrive separately. One arrived one day, two arrived another day. So (laughs) it might be efficient on one end, but it's not necessarily efficient on the receiving end. Right. And in terms of sustainability and environmental friendliness and all of that kind of stuff. So exactly. There's... Because even if, if if you're buying a lot of stuff on Amazon, which basically all of us are, even if you're buying many things on the same day, they're not necessarily going to show up at your house together on the same day right. in the same box. Yes. I sometimes like it's hit and miss. Sometimes yeah. they do. Sometimes they all come together and sometimes they come in like 87 small boxes and you're like what is happening? It's all because of which distribution center it has to come from. Makes sense. 
So in theory, it should all come from the same distribution center. But because there are so many distribution centers around the country, not all of them have all the same things. Mm-hmm. So like in our case right now, like probably I don't know where the closest distribution center is. So this is really an example. <laughs> sure. But like if we order some, if we order like five things tonight, like probably two of them will come from Chicago. One will come from Peoria, another one will come from St. Louis, another one will come from Indianapolis, mm-hmm. even though we're, like, all equidistant. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting because it's up and down. Like, it seems efficient, but it's also not efficient at the same time. Right. But also, there are millions of products on, on Amazon. Def- it depends on what definition of efficiency you're looking at. Right. For Amazon, it is incredibly efficient. Right. But for, like, if you are, like, us looking at getting something and you open a box and there's an enormous box for something super tiny, mm-hmm. or you get 16 different shipments for your Christmas order, that does not feel efficient. It right. is. It feels less efficient than running to Target and buying all those things at once. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're looking purely at it from a how quickly can get this get to me standpoint, then sure, it's fine. Um, especially depending on where you live and what is a, like what is easy for you to get to. Like if you live in a two horse town that doesn't have anything, or you have like a really crappy Target or something, mm-hmm. um, then yes. Like, getting the products to you may be more efficient, but in terms of the way that it's getting to you, and like you said, all the boxes that you have to deal with, and the shipping materials, and the drivers that have to get it to you, like, those things are far less efficient. Yeah. Or done Um, far less efficiently than they could be. Right. The other thing that I always try to think about is that, like, whenever Amazon does, like, Cyber Monday deals or they do their fancy Prime Day thing, the sales always go crazy Mm -hmm. because people go crazy for sales, even though, spoiler alert, most things are, like, jacked up prior prior to those days and then, (laughs) quote, go on sale. Like, that's how most stores operate. It's not not a big deal. Um, or it's a loss leader, which we don't need to get into either, because that's <laughs> a whole other this thing. This will turn into an episode of Megan Rule uh, and everything. <laughs> let's talk about sales. Um, but the problem that I always think about is that there's been studies where all these days where people are expected to do crazy internet shopping, and they do, the injuries at Amazon warehouses, and I assume other, you know, big box stores that do online shopping right. warehouses, right? the injuries have been increasing yeah. exponentially, like, each year. Because as the years go on and people just get more and more expectant of, A, crazy deals, B, faster and faster shipping, the drive from these companies to ship out more and more boxes each day has like really put a strain on the workers and the workers are not benefiting 
right from these extra policies of like getting all the stuff out like they don't i don't think they're paid super great no I'm for sure, what they're doing I'm sure they're not and i mean so i think when it comes to for example black friday mm-hmm. um I, I, you know, I think there's been a little bit of a movement in recent years because Black Friday had gotten so insane. Yes. And, you know, where Black Friday deals would start on Thanksgiving and you would have people literally working from 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving until like noon on Black Friday, and, you know, these crazy shifts overnight. Um, and I think that there's been a little bit of a movement of these, bi- some stores, quote, like, taking a stand, mm-hmm. that they're not going, to, we're not going to open on Thanksgiving, like, we want to treat our employees like people and blah, blah, blah. And so there's a little bit of awareness of, because you go to the store, you see the human beings or, you know, the the people that are working at Target or Best Buy or whatever are your family members that have to leave Thanksgiving dinner to go do this. And so we think about the human element there. But I think when the packages just magically show up from the Amazon fairy mm-hmm. on our front porch, we forget that like the Amazon fairy's name is Fred. And <laughs> he has three kids and a wife at home. Right. It's not just like randomly, right? It's showing it's, up. Yeah, it's not done via robot. It's not done via fairy dust. It's an actual human person that is packing. You know, going, finding the stuff, packing the box. Yeah. To you. And the the thing I have a problem with that is that the stores are. Like, like, the way you said it, they're, like, taking a stand. Like, you just should not be open on Thanksgiving. Just right. don't be open. Don't it's be, so like... crazy. That you're that not, like, a be, hero. Right. That has to be, like, oh, we're applauding you for not being open on Thanksgiving so your employees can spend time with their family. It's like, what? That's... No. Like, <laughs> just... That shouldn't even be a thing. Yes. Correct. It's, it's wild to me. Yeah. So, what do we do with this information, Megan? So, I do. So, I do understand the need and the why people need to buy from big box stores, buy from Amazon. I still shop at Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'm not a perfect person when it comes to buying things, right? Um, especially now living in a, it, I do live in a smaller town than what I used to, and mm-hmm. it's harder to find stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think. The important thing is to where you can support your local businesses. Yeah. Um, and I know that one of the biggest things that people complain about is that if they, you know, buy whatever it is at their local business, it costs more. Right. One of the main driving factors of people should buy it on Amazon is that it's cheaper. So, like, they want to if they want to buy a new book, you know, it is. Thirteen ninety five on Amazon, but at a bookstore, it's a cover price, so that's usually, you know, at least twenty dollars for a, a thirteen ninety five book. Right. Um. And so I know that's hard to like 
wrestle your mind with. Mm-hmm. But two things about that. One, we all have enough shit. <laughs> for the most part. Uh-huh. Most people have enough crap that we do not need more crap. Yes. Um, therefore, if you are buying less crap, you can spend more on right. it. You can look at higher quality. Right. Quality or just the fact quantity. Right. Just the fact that if you are buying your Christmas book gifts at your local bookshop, small businesses generate a $68 return for each $100 spent with them mm-hmm. within your local economy. Mm-hmm. And if you shop at a national chain like at Target or Barnes & Noble, it's only $43. It's a big difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. I know it also, it, it's a big difference, but also doesn't seem like that much of a difference on both levels. Like, it's $25. Yeah, when you, look, when you look at it, <laughs> right, when you look at it from, like, $100, you're like, right. oh, $25, but... It adds up, though. Yes. So, it, yeah, it really adds up, Um and I think people are always wondering, like, well, what does that what does that mean that it generates local economy return? So it means that, like, it's not only that you are paying for the wages of the people who work at that store, but also like the store. Mm-hmm. So the store will take that money and invest back into the town by paying like the town taxes mm-hmm. and paying for the town services and the people who own the store will also use other local stores like going to local restaurants Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it all like cycles around like that or or they go to a they use a local bank right they use a local bank or they might use another local store to like buy tissue paper or Mm -hmm. things like that so it's kind of it's all connected Mm -hmm. the other thing that i thought was super interesting is that Businesses with fewer than 20 employees actually make up 89% of U.S. employers. Really? So most of the people that you will work with in the country work for small business versus a big corporation. I don't know if that includes franchises, to be honest. Um. Mm. Because yeah, I know some franchises like are, that's like a, oh, yeah, it really is. Uh, because a lot of, fr- like, if you're a franchisee, you, like, own your McDonald's. Right. Um, I, I mean, maybe not McDonald's. I actually don't know how that works. But if you franchise a store, you, well, in theory, own it, the store. Yeah, well, and I think it depends on the, biz- like, the on the store itself. Because I think every yes. franchise each one's different. different, right? Yeah. So, so that's why I said McDonald's. I don't actually area. know if McDonald's does it that way. I, I don't know. Some Culver's of them do. Does. Some of them don't. I believe Culver's does. Okay. Yeah. So we have this information. Mm-hmm. As we're thinking of our holiday shopping... How can let's how can we use this? Let's think about shopping small, right? Mm-hmm. Local businesses, small businesses, um, 
you know, here's the thing. Like you said, everyone has enough shit. (laughs) So for the most part, a lot of the people that you are interacting with probably don't really need anything. Um, Right. So when you're getting them something, it's really more of, you know, aside from like parents and grandparents and, you know, when we're looking at like kid Christmas, although even for kid Christmas, I think that we can be a lot more mindful about the things that we're getting and how much we're getting. Um, But, you know, when we're looking at, like, our friends and our family members, a lot of times our holiday gifts are really just a little bit more of, like, hey, I love you. Let me show you how I love you by getting you a little something, Mm -hmm. right? And so I personally think it's always more meaningful to try to purchase something that was handmade or locally made or both. Um, And it might mean that you don't get, like, a huge gift but most people don't care yeah I mean I I love giving gifts to people Mm -hmm. but also I'm one of those people who very is I try to be very very thoughtful about the gifts that I am Mm -hmm. giving um not just that if it's like from a local shop but like is it something that they can that I know that they're gonna either love or that they definitely want or that they can use up and therefore no longer have which I always enjoy like food gifts are great because it goes away eventually yes (laughs) it's very useful yeah eat it (laughs) yeah you're a really great gift giver um, I always love getting gifts from you because you are very you are very thoughtful, and I always actually love getting gifts for you too because I know that you appreciate that kind of thing, and so it's fun for me to like put together a little gift for you of things that I like. Can, I can put thought into it and know that you will appreciate the thought that went into it instead of being like, oh yeah, here's this thing. Bye. Yeah, like. I got you a book on tape. Right. <laughs> of, I don't know, like, whatever whatever the latest hot book, like, I got you this book. Like, okay. Whatever 2020's I, Twilight is. <laughs> right. I do like books, but, like, I, like, a gift for me for a book would be, like, something that you know that I would like because I like doing something exactly like I got last year I got you a bread baking book because Mm -hmm. you love to bake bread exactly and I was like this will be a great resource exactly I actually already purchased one of your holiday gifts oh god so much pressure it's fine I'm like really on top of Christmas this year but I actually I have been on top of Christmas because I have been trying really hard particularly this year because so many small businesses are struggling Mm -hmm. i've been trying to think of ways that i can buy things um that are not necessarily from like chains like what are small businesses that i can support and i know that that means that sometimes it takes the shipping takes longer. Sometimes it takes longer if you are ordering something that is not ready to ship, that's being custom made for you. Um, and 
so it, it requires a little bit of thinking ahead. Like that can, if you're ordering something online from a small business, you do have to think ahead a little bit more than you do if you're ordering from Target or Amazon or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But so, you know, you have to be a little bit more organized. But I ultimately think that it's worth it. A lot of, I'm trying to think, a lot of the, I think pretty much most of the gifts that I've purchased for this year, I'm either making or have come from like smaller shops, smaller businesses. Yeah. And I think the only exception to that is I got some pajamas for Edie that I'm wrapping up as part of her Christmas but they weren't really purchased as Christmas gifts. (laughs) They're just, like, going to be the right size for her, like, right around Christmas time. So I'm like, I'll just call it part of her Christmas because she's going to be less than a year old and won't give a shit. She's not going to know. She's not going to know. But that's, I think, the only, I think that's the only one. But, you know, think, start thinking about it now. Um, And a lot of small businesses and shops, online shops, they'll have some like ready to ship options. They'll have things and they'll let you know, hey, this is the deadline to get it by Christmas. Yeah. So, you know, just pay attention to those deadlines. If you're tight on time, go for something instead of getting something custom made, see if they have any ready to ship options. Um, And, you know, there's there's also, I guarantee you there are shops um in town i know that in-person shopping can be a little hit or miss right now um but i can also guarantee you that those small businesses are being like doubly careful about germs right now um because they can't afford to close down like Mm -hmm. they literally cannot afford to have anything go wrong and so I know they're being so super careful um so and a lot of them and a lot of the small businesses around here will have um like either a home delivery option or um like a curbside pickup option still so that's something to look into if you're not super keen on going inside um because of COVID you can you know, see if they have, you know, pay an extra couple bucks and they'll deliver it to you um, with, you know, without having to go through the postal system. They'll just come drop it on your porch or if you can do a curbside pickup or something like that. So there's lots and lots of options where you can be supporting small businesses, supporting your local economy um, and staying safe at the same time. Yeah. The other thing I like to do is there's some stores where you can kind of like if you follow them on social media mm-hmm. you can kind of get a feel for like when they're not busy mm-hmm. because i super i'm a super browser person and so online shopping isn't always like the best yeah experience for me because i'm like i need to like see it in right my, like you can't tell what size something is online you know it is it is hard so for a lot of stores, I like to try and find a time when, like, there's no one else there. Mm-hmm. Like, either, like, right when they open or, like, you know, mid-afternoon on a, a Thursday or something like that. 
um, those are good times. You can always call ahead too and be like, hey, I want to come in except, you know, COVID. So when are you not busy? You can maybe like schedule a time. Mm -hmm. There was a store in Austin who um, earlier this year they were like doing, they were open by appointment, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a really good idea. So those are always options too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely um, some shops that are doing, you know, shop by appointment hours or whatever. So, because again, they, they know that they need to be accommodating their customers and Mm -hmm. they want to keep up that business. So they're likely to be accommodating and understanding and, you know, figure out a way that they can, they can help you get the things that you need. Um, in a way that is really safe. Yeah. So, Steffi, while we are talking about small shops Mm -hmm. and gifts are on the horizon, what are some of your favorite shops? So, our friend Kathleen, who was on our Harry Potter episode, she and her friend Kristen just opened a jewelry shop called Wish Upon a Shop, um, there, uh, and I'll link to all of this in the quick links for the um, in the transcript. Um, but they're wishuponashop.co, and they make really pretty bracelets and mask chains. So if you're someone that is, you know, running a lot of errands or you have to work and you're taking your face mask on and off, um, they make really pretty chains so that you're not having to just like throw it down and then you're losing it or you're dropping it or whatever Um, but they've made them really nice so they are kind of a statement piece and they make really cute stuff um very some of it is very like 90s vibe which is super cute um and so there's a little something for everyone there i super love their stuff yeah i was on that website the other day and trying to figure out what i would get and i could not narrow it down it's hard to choose it's also cute and they'll do totally custom stuff they've got some really cute holiday pieces right now um so i because they're super into the holidays they do a lot of harry potter stuff and disney stuff and there's just stuff in gold and stuff in bright colors and yeah they're super adorable they're they're um and it's interesting, that one, that's an interesting one for me as well, because so Kathleen is a photographer and Kristen is a personal trainer. And so both of them took like a major hit to their businesses with COVID, obviously. And um, because those are two things that you couldn't really do for, for months earlier this year. And they started making jewelry and then it just sort of spiraled into this like, hey, we could like do this. Um, and so they have, and they've like already been featured on their local Sacramento news and just some really fun stuff. So I love them. I'm proud of them. Yeah. that's really cool. So what are some others that you love? Um, so I actually just got, uh, a necklace from the store called Verity Loon, uh, that actually our friend Lindsay, who we had on talked about crafting, Mm -hmm. she shared them on Instagram the other day and I was like, those are gorgeous. Yeah, I have to buy something from there, and also that was another place where I had, like had to really think about oh, narrowing yeah. it down. I opened their website. You sent me the link, and I opened their website, and I was like, "Oh my god, so many things I can't decide. I'm gonna spend all the money. I have to close it." <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so I ordered myself a little gift, and then uh, I've been wearing it, like, every day since, because it makes me really happy. Um, so she makes jewelry. Uh, she makes some that are, like, reclaimed metal mm-hmm. uh, pieces, and then she uses a lot of stones. Um, like I said, my precious stones, like, uh, the one I have is amber, um, various other things. She makes these cute ones with, like, uh, moss and lichen, like, inside of resin or something like that. Love I don't it. know how to explain it. So cool. Um, but her work is really, really beautiful. There's, like, lots of, like, turquoise and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Uh, and also she, she is, like, when, whenever I buy a package from a small shop and this is so dumb but like they always package it really cutely and like tie a little bow on it and like hand write you a note and you're just like i feel so happy i know (laughs) yeah i love when i get something that where it's just like you can tell that they packaged it with such care yeah um because that's literally like this is what they're they're doing what they love that's not just like a random job for them mm-hmm. yeah i love that i love that. um i recently got a gift package from a friend in austin from a store called papercraft and pantry uh it's what it sounds like it's a store that sells like stationery and cute stickers and um little buttons and erasers and fun basically pens like our dream and, shop yeah like <laughs> basically the cutest like little stationery store ever um everything that she sent me was either food themed or cactus themed like succulent themed like perfect uh so their stuff is all super cute there's this really cute store in San Antonio called Feliz Modern mm-hmm. uh, that has the most adorable festive color, like, jewelry and home goods and just fun things. Like, you look at it and it just makes you happy. Uh-huh. Like, all of their earrings. I'm just like, that just looks so cute and fun and I want all of it. <laughs> it's, yeah, I love all the, like, very bright colors. It's very text like it's very san antonio like i yeah. don't even know how else to describe it i'm on their right. right like now. if it's you've so ever good. if you've like been to the river walk and you know there's like you know all those cafes with their umbrellas out and stuff like that's mm-hmm. just the fun vibe with like the lights up and everything and um it makes me think of that one restaurant we went to uh one of the one of the mexican restaurants that had oh, like uh-huh. lights everywhere yeah, um Picado and yeah yeah it was very so cute. cute i love that store so cute we've got one here in town called retrofit culture um and she has tons it's like a fun mix of uh handmade items and locally made items and vintage stuff um, she just really thoughtfully curates everything that's in there, and she, she has a lot of plants right now. She too. has a lot of plants right now. She has opened. Uh, uh, she started launched their website after COVID started, so you can purchase some of their things online um, and have them shipped. Um, but I also just really love the space that she's in. So I always love just going in there and browsing. And it's, that's sort of my, that is my favorite go-to store here in Bloomington when I need a gift for somebody. Um, I, cause she's always got cute jewelry and candles and t-shirts and just all sorts of fun stuff. Um, 
I'm actually wearing the t-shirt that I got from there right now. I'm wearing a t-shirt I got from there, too. What do you know? <laughs> we did not plan that. We did not plan that. Um, and you are you have a friend that has a biscuit and jam shop in Austin called Confituras, but she also has an online shop for her jams. Yeah, she does have an online shop, and she also has a jam subscription club such good so, jam you guys it's really good jam and she it's is, like di- it's like different stuff it's not just like strawberry jam it's like strawberry balsamic preserves and apple rosemary jam and ginger pear preserves like it's so oh man the ginger pear is so good oh it's so good (laughs) oh my gosh she has like flavored salts and stuff Mm -hmm. that she does she's she's baller yeah i actually need to uh do a subscription for myself now that i don't live there anymore Mm -hmm. because i need to get it's uh like a flavor of the month club basically with jam and it's amazing because all their jams are so good she's been in business for five years now she just had a birthday and i cannot remember which birthday it was and i feel like a terrible friend for not remembering this right now but um i've been supporting her like the entire time of her jam like from start to finish of like when she very first started selling her jam at the farmer's market to like today and i'm very proud of her she her also makes amazing. some fucking baller biscuits they are great if you are in austin ever like, <laughs> you need to go and have a biscuit because when we were there i think i had one that had pimento cheese on it Mm -hmm. oh my god that was good and i'm kind of a biscuit snob yeah i mean it's weird because austin actually has multiple places where you can get a really good biscuit but like her shop the only thing they make there is jam and biscuits so So, like like, you know it's gonna be good yeah yeah really good good. love that so much i so you know i love art and i could name like a hundred different places where i've bought art that I really like Um, but Whitney Winkler is one of my favorites she's a watercolor artist and she you can get you know prints you can do um, commissioned work from her but she has really branched out in the last couple years and she pairs up with a lot of other artists to turn her paintings into wearable items and giftable items and she's worked you know she's put you know her paintings onto fabric and she's done upholstery on chairs and she's made pillows and she's done headbands and tote bags and earrings and all of these really really cool things so um those are you know if if you're not sure if you have like a friend and you're not sure like what their art style is on their wall like she has a lot of stuff like coasters and earrings and stuff that are it's a little less like here's a piece of art for your wall and more like here's a piece of usable art Mm -hmm. um and i love all of the things that she does she does some really cute i actually ordered a wisconsin christmas ornament from her um, for our tree because Eden was born in Wisconsin. Um, so I ordered a Wisconsin Christmas tree ornament oh. from her shop this year. That is much better than getting like a cheese head ornament. <laughs> 
I'm sure that will probably somehow appear on the tree at some point in the next however many years, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was better, too. Um, and then there's a shop called um, Plume Candles. They actually are out of central Illinois, I think the Peoria area, um, but they are handmade soy wax candles. Um, and one of the cool things about them is that all of their packaging is recyclable. So obviously, you know, they package it in a really lovely jar and you can always recycle that or reuse the jar or whatever. Um, but like they even use those dissolvable packing peanuts. Have you ever gotten something shipped in those? Yes, they are very weird. They're so weird, but also so cool. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> It's so cool. Like, if guys, if you've never had these before, um, I, I don't, I think they're made with, um, like, I thought it was cornstarch. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like something with cornstarch. And basically, like, you just like can dump them into the sink and just like spray water over them and they dissolve. It's the wildest shit ever. <laughs> and I love it. Um, but yeah, they're they're made out of the area. Um, and they do like some seasonal, um, I almost said flavors, but that would be scents because it's a candle. So like right now they have a pumpkin one and an autumn orchard one. And then they have some others that are um, a little bit more evergreen uh, year round scents. But they're they're really nice awesome one other store that um maybe not for like you know a lot of gift giving but maybe a special someone in your Mm -hmm. life uh portland leather goods you and i both have purses from there because i was obsessed with yours and so i had to buy one for myself um but they're like really super buttery soft leather totes and wallets and other small leathery things Mm -hmm. that sounds really gross but uh you know i think i got well i think i got alex his um like toiletry kit thing for travel from there yeah um and it's really nice i i've gotten several um i've gotten several items from them and it's always really nice yeah, I really, really love my bag. Um, I So before I got this one, I had been using a leather tote I got from Madewell. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember how, many, how long I used it before I got the one from Portland Leather. But the one from Portland Leather like was cheaper and also has held up mm-hmm. so much better. Like the mm-hmm. craftsmanship is Impeccable. just fantastic. Yeah, um, they're really nice. And, like, it's supposed to get a little bit, like, dinged up on the leather, but it doesn't look like it's all dinged up. Like, my Madewell tote looks dinged up. Yeah. This is, like, it looks weathered in that well-loved way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Their stuff is just really, really nice. So, maybe it's a gift for yourself. Like, yeah. Go for it. Love. Get yourself a new purse. Treat yourself. That's right. But don't forget about yourself at Christmas time. No, don't forget about yourself at all. Because also you could just leave the tab open as your husband is hopping on the computer to do whatever. <laughs> Click here. I mean, it's to- true. Mine never knows what to get me. So I do also want to mention me. that like 
Yeah, and then I'm like, uh, I, I would like my knives sharpened, please. <laughs> Which is right. literally what I'm going to ask for this year. Please get my knives sharpened professionally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, we mentioned, you mentioned uh, homemade gifts earlier. Yeah. And I just want to, like, circle back around to that to, like, wrap us up here. Is that, like, you don't need to necessarily buy gifts for people. Right. I know we just talked about buying local and all of that stuff. But, like, as we said in our gift giving episode last year, don't put so much pressure on everything. Yes. Sometimes people would love something lovely and handmade, even if it's, like, a loaf of bread. Yeah. You know? I think... A lot of people may be getting bottles of hot sauce from us this year. I don't... Apparently, Reese would enjoy that, so... (laughs) No, but I mean, for sure. And, you know, and again, like, if you have kids, like, dude... They don't need stuff. They don't need stuff. Oh, my God, they don't need anything. Like, they don't need anything. Get them involved in helping make stuff for other people. Yeah. Like, that's super fun. I mean, I'm gonna... I'm I'm roping you into here in the next week or two helping me uh, do some handmade gifts for family members with Eden. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I'm trying to think of things that are going to be more meaningful and less mm-hmm. just stuff. Nobody needs stuff. So. Yeah. 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 I think it's nice, too, that like you like certain things like my friend um her mom passed away last year but before she died she made this beautiful uh art piece for me and so I got I received it at Christmas last year mm-hmm. and it's hanging in my house and every time I see it now I think about her and I think about my friend mm-hmm. and it's just such a lovely reminder of people that are special in my life yep so, like, that's the kind of gift that, like, people actually like. Yes. If they're, you know, if they're not a monster. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, a monster going into my it. dining room and seeing the art that my friend bought me or the thing that my friend's mom made, like, that's really lovely. And, like, when we decorate our Christmas tree and I open an ornament that, like, my kids made or, like, yeah. the ornament that you got me for Christmas one year, like, those are all really lovely things that remind me of my friends and my family so like those are the kinds of things that we should be focused on yeah for sure we really should i mean yeah i like because i have met your friend and i didn't get to know her mom but um i see the piece that her mom made and like i think of her and so you know it like spreads out there's like a web of good feelings from stuff like that so yeah i just love i love it and that is what the holiday season is all about. It really is. Good feelings. It really is. So speaking of good feelings. Yes. What's bringing you joy this week, Megan? Well, I feel like I'm still saying this because like two hours ago we had this crazy thunderstorm that blew <laughs> through here. But I wanted to say the weather because the weather this last week uh was really lovely it was really lovely like i feel probably unseasonably warm for central illinois in november (laughs) but it was like 70 plus degrees and sunny every day it was really really lovely yeah um i went for a long walk on sunday it was the kids went for a bike ride it was 
it was great. Yeah, we just And I think like with all the drama that has happened, oh gosh, right? like the fact that the sun was shining like helped a oh, lot. Oh, so much. Yeah, we took the baby down to the park and she she went in the swing for the first time and Oh. It was it was Did she love it or scared was she afraid of it? She liked it. Yeah, awesome. she liked it. And I had her in the, the, like, baby swing for a little bit by herself. And then she, like, wanted to be held. So then I had her on my lap in the regular swing. And she thought that was great. She was like, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, she really liked it. And then we, I put, we put her down the slide a couple times. And then she got hungry and it was dinner time. And then it was, that was that. It was all over. Then yeah. it was like, I need dinner <laughs> right now. Thank you. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. What is bringing you joy aside from that? Uh, well, I feel like almost on the opposite end is tiny baby sweaters. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Tiny baby sweaters are the best. I ordered her a couple sweaters and they arrived yesterday and they're so cute. They're so little and they're so cute. And I mean, she's not even like little, little anymore. And they're still so little and so cute. And I like cannot wait to wash them and stand <laughs> on her because, oh my gosh, they're just, they're just so adorable. And there's just something about like, there's just something about a baby in like a little pullover sweatshirt or sweater situation. Yes. It's just so adorable. My favorite piece of clothing we had when Max was a baby was that we had a little like old man cardigan yes. with like leather patches on the sleeves. Oh my goodness. I was dying every time. Like I bought it. I'm sure it costs way too much money, but I was like, I can't not buy this sweater that you are only going to wear like four times. It's but it's fine. so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I should actually see if it's like, I still have it. It's like one of the few things that we saved. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know what size it is, but I'd, I'll have to see if maybe Eden would fit in it. She could we wear a grandpa sweater. A little, little, <laughs> little leather arm patch sweater. Oh my yeah. gosh, so cute. <laughs> I love it. Just things that are cozy. It just makes me want to like cozy up and watch a movie with her, which will only work for like 30 minutes. Then she gets antsy, but it's fine. You know. We'll get there. It's fine. <laughs> Someday she'll be like all snuggly like Max and sit and will actually watch a movie with me. That is true. He's very snuggly. He's the snuggliest. He's also like a heat magnet, so. Well. <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> he's just a big cat. It's fine. <laughs> Basically, he is. He's, he wakes us up in the morning, crawls into the bed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's like a cat. <laughs> Listen, he is seven years old. I will take all the snuggles I can get. Oh, yeah, because they sadly won't last. They forever. will not. No. So, babies don't keep. No, they don't. Sadly. <sighs> well, next week, we are going to return to another favorite topic Christmas movies. Yes, we're going to be doing a special crossover episode with one of our friends our friend Ade from Five Tree Christmas. So join us back here as we dive into all things cozy, cheesy, Christmassy, all of it. In the meantime, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd Rather Stay in Podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners. Bye.